afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Beans. Frank is getting some carpet fixed in his house today, and they'll be pounding outside of his office. <laughs> so it's solo beans. You get the solo beans. Um, I have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Some of it's culture-related. Some of it's uh, legal. Some of it's COVID vaccine. That, that obviously is a very important topic to me. No, Frank does not have COVID, Tim. He is healthy as an ox. Um, <laughs> he is healthy as an ox. If you guys don't know, we stream the show live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 in the morning. So if you hear me occasionally making a comment that you don't understand, it's because I'm interacting with our fantastic chat on Rumble. <laughs> no, I didn't hear. Okay, so apparently at like 3 o'clock this morning, there was this massive explosion somewhere in my neighborhood and it woke up my sister who lives near me and I slept right through it but the fire department was called and came and um I didn't hear anything I was sleeping I overslept this morning which is very strange for me uh so I didn't hear that I don't know Somebody's upset that I'm not I'm not showing my cleavage. Hey, listen, you can't get everything you want every day. Let's move on. <laughs> I love you guys. OnlyFans. I'm telling you, I would be a millionaire if I just did political OnlyFans. Shame on me for having that little shred of dignity left. Okay. Is it really? Huh. Okay. Apparently, it's big news all over Facebook. I didn't hear shit. I want to start the show today with Dana White. Listen, guys, there has been one successful boycott in conservative history, and it was this, Bud Light, because of what they did, mocking us openly with Dylan Mulvaney, not understanding their audience at all, never even apologizing for what they did which I believe was very short-sighted. And then they go in and they do a sponsorship with UFC. And then they get Dana White to come out for the $100 million and tell everybody that you're not a patriot if you don't drink Bud Light. Let me just tell you something right now. Bud Light might be the most patriotic company in the entire country. I don't know. I do know they took a, a giant dump all over their customers. And then when we rebelled finally and actually had some effect on the way the culture is being driven in this country, we get a bunch of people taking money to tell us to stop. And I'm not okay with it. I I'm not personally. And I'm going to play this for everybody right now. And I, I just cringed. It was so cringy to me. Like, I don't need Tucker Carlson and Dana White to tell me what to drink. Like, if I have a, a moral opposition to a company, your ass telling me I'm not a patriot, basically, if I don't drink what it is that you're selling, makes me kind of angry. That's just my opinion. Let's listen. Let me tell you what, if you consider yourself a patriot, right, you're a patriot, you should be drinking gallons of Bud Light. Believe me when I tell you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be boycotting. I should be boycotting Bud Light. Gallons of Bud Light. You should have Bud Light drums stacked up in your garage and drinking it right out of the keg. Uh -huh. They are way more aligned with you than most of these other beer companies are. 
then tell us yourself. Why? Tell us yourself. Why do you have Dana White out here telling us for you? You never told us yourself. You never took the time. You never bothered to tell us yourself why you are this patriotic company. Uh, what is going... You know what? I shook my water bottle without the cap on and it splattered all over the place. So now my phone is like a hot mess. Um, it doesn't even taste good. Okay? Here. That I guarantee you. Take it from somebody who's in the know, who does business with beer companies. You are way more aligned with Bud Light than you are with so I'm any assuming, other beer company. I mean, they didn't come into partnership with you by accident. No. Obviously. We they, had multiple bidders they, on the table. Did they seek you out? We had multiple bidders on the table. They were one of them. And as I, you know, history has shown me with relationships that I've had with other beer companies, I, who lean more this way, yep. I, who consider myself a patriot, I don't go crazy over the whole patriot thing, but I consider myself a proud American. I'm happy to be an American. I love this country. And you are way more aligned with Anheuser-Busch than you are with other beer companies. Dana, seriously? Like, let me tell you what, if you consider yourself. No, I, I, I don't, I don't agree. Sorry. Like I, I just, you guys can do your thing and be rich or whatever. I will never drink Bud Light again in my entire life or Bud. Never again. And I don't drink anyway, but if I were to be a beer drinker, that's the last beer that I would drink. We let we we dealt with the gay pride parade sponsorships and all that stuff. That was fine. They took it a step too far. Never addressed their customers directly about the misstep. Never did they never did anything to This is nonsense. So, that's what I think about that. Speaking of nonsense, let's move on. Let's move on. Because I don't need athletes and owners of, of fighting companies and, you know, whatever, telling me how I should conduct myself because they got a big payout. It's disgusting to me. Like, if Bud Light came to me and said, here's $100 million, would you please promote our beer to everybody you know? I would tell them, not until you address this problem and tell everybody what happened and why you did this and why you had no grasp on any of your customer base and how come you didn't think about who you were hiring and why you allowed this to happen and and you know what no like no I wouldn't do it I know it sounds stupid I mean maybe I'm dumb maybe I'm just dumb I just that's exactly right someone in the chat said trans is such a small part of America it is this is the same thing they do all the time. They take the 3%, not even 1%, and amplify it as though it's the majority. And then everyone's afraid to say anything to anybody about anything because they're afraid, oh, my neighbor will think I'm transphobic. Or, you know, that's not us, obviously. But it that's the problem. That's why this was so successful. We finally showed corporate America that they cannot just walk all over our values, which are very strongly held values that we should maintain and not sell out over. And that's just my opinion on what they did. They've not done anything patriotic for me to be like value to for me 
to sit there and judge my American patriotism versus what beer I drink is another story. Like, just the whole concept of this is so gross to me, the way he did that. Anyway, enough on Dana White and Budweiser. Um, I did a thread yesterday on this Rumble lawsuit that is going on right now. Now, they have a number of lawsuits going on, but I chose this one because it's a defamation lawsuit. Now, defamation as a whole is so hard to to prove. There are so many criteria that you have to meet, one of them being malicious intent. And that is always the most difficult hurdle in my experience in covering defamation cases that a, that a company or individual needs to, to, to cross, especially if they're a private company um, or especially if they're a public figure or a public company, I should say. And I got to tell you, this one does it in leaps and bounds. Um, I read this suit a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, but I, I want to go over some of it with you right now. This is what the suit is about, okay? Check My Ads is a not-for-profit that was founded several years ago. But before they were Check My Ads, they were just individuals whose mandate was to go out on social media, figure out who the conservatives were, and then target them incessantly to then threaten advertisers to pull from the platform that was platforming conservative thinkers and speakers. And thereby demonetizing, deplatforming, and um, rendering moot any conservative thinkers' ideas in the public square. And th- this has been the playbook for a long, long time. Now, Cheryl Ackeson did an amazing book about media matters. Um, it was really good. I read it several years ago. I'm forgetting the name of it right now, but she went through it with David Brock and the money and everything else. As a person who's not one of those victim, you know, I'm not one of those victim people that complains, but I got to tell you that I experienced this at a very high, at a very significant level. Um, and it it's, it's devastating financially and otherwise. Like they would have loved if Uncover DC went under, but because of you guys and because of Citizen Free Press and because of alternative social platforms, we were able to keep our heads barely above water but I personally was demonetized I was kicked off of Patreon I was kicked off of uh, PayPal Venmo Twitter Facebook every you know everybody says oh the band band but I, I really was they took my funding away from me to try and put me out of business and starve me to death so that I couldn't talk about the truthful information I talk about and I couldn't talk about conservative principles and ideals which is what they don't they don't want those out there because in the marketplace of ideas, if our ideas are allowed to remain, they win every time over the shit that they're pumping down our throats like Budweiser. So this lawsuit alleges that these people who then founded Check My Ads with funding from Media Matters, which is a whole web of dark money, NGO, not-for-profit nonsense, that finally we are starting to get significant people to untangle. And I'll talk about that a little bit in a second. They went after Breitbart. Then they went after Tucker Carlson and some others. And they, they take glee in this. I mean, they take glee in it. 
So what they did was they lied about Rumble. It says here, like if you look at the screen, you'll see it. No, we're done with Fox News. We're doing Rumble now. This is September 24th. Last weekend, Dan Bongino began waging an unhinged harassment campaign against me and whoever this other account is. This week, Rumble Video lost its first major ad exchange, Stack Adapt. When I said this is just the beginning, I meant it. Now, these people's hubris is is going to be their downfall. The way that they the way that they engineered it was this. They Rumble is a free speech platform. They are founded as a free speech platform that doesn't censor based on viewpoint or basically at all. They have terms of service like every platform does, but they allow any thought on on their platform. And they developed an infrastructure as per this lawsuit that would allow them to remain independent of big tech. And that was basically the attraction to their investors, to advertising partners and others, right? Was their independence from big tech, the Google monopoly and all of that. In the beginning, when they first started serving ads on their videos, it was dependent on big tech and Google until they ramped up their infrastructure enough that they could support advertisers on their own advertising platform, which is where they're at now. So if you see an ad served to you before this video, other than the one I am playing, that is because Google, uh, Rumble has developed their own proprietary platform to serve that ad to you so that they don't have to worry, like Parler, unfortunately, had to worry about being dependent on, I don't know, like Google ads or Amazon web services that can just yank the plug at any minute and take you down if you do something that they ideologically oppose, okay? So this jammy lady at Check My Ads who deliberately runs campaigns maliciously, as you can see. That's not the the standard for maliciousness, believe it or not, that you have to meet under the law. We'll get to that in a second. But what she did is took her little partners and targeted Rumble specifically to try and get them demonetized. And how did they do this? Well, if you followed my coverage of Elon Musk's suit against Media Matters, they used what we now know is the Media Matters playbook. They created an account. They found some piece of content on Rumble that was against terms of service. And they sat there on the page and they they, uh, repetitively refreshed that page until an advertisement was shown on that video of a sponsor that they knew would be upset being shown on extremist content. Okay? So... They found that advertiser. Then they took that shot to the advertiser and said, hey, look, Rumble is showing your video on this anti-Semitist thing. And then the advertiser said, well, I don't want that and left. And that's not it. The other thing that this lawsuit, lawsuit demonstrates is they were all over social media saying that Rumble was completely dependent on Google for its ad serves. Publicly available information in the form of SEC filings and otherwise proved that false. But that wasn't all. They went to these people directly, Rumble did, and showed them that they were incorrect in saying they were 90% responsible, um, that Google was 90% responsible for their ad rev. And even after being shown that, acknowledging its truthfulness, and um, basically stating that they received the message... They continued to say that Rumble was 90% dependent on Google for its advertising dollars. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, 
because their advertisers, I mean, their investors and their shareholders all were under the impression that they were not dependent on big tech for the operation of their company. So when someone is out there with this bot network or whatever they had pounding how Rumble is not really a free speech platform, that they're dependent on Google, that they're not big tech independent, and then Rumble loses $185 million as a direct result of articles written on both Media Matters and this Check My Ads website, that they knew when they wrote them were based on false information, you have yourself a damn strong defamation suit. You have yourself a damn strong one. And that is what is happening here. They have the receipts, okay? They literally have all of the information where she saw and responded to them telling her she was incorrect. She recognized that she was incorrect and left it there. The def- the defamatory statements were made far after. Plus, the public filings show that now, as of today, Rumble is so independent from big tech that it doesn't have anything reportable from Google to even place on its report. So this is how Rumble is going to likely win this defamation suit against these plain uh, defendants in Tampa court. I mean, it is blatant. I, they keep doing it over and over and over. Rumble, the most toxic place, toxic place on the internet, is 90% funded by Google ads. It's over and over, and they knew it when they were saying it, that it wasn't true, and they used it as a weapon to go to advertisers and also to shift public opinion about Rumble purposefully to cause them harm, and they did. It's it's monetary uh, compensation. Um, Let me, oops. It's a number of different, they're, they're looking for this. Actual and presumed damages to be determined at trial, punitive damages, all cost disbursements, fees, and interests as authorized by Florida law and rules. Rumble should get a narrowly tailored injunction prohibiting defendants from repeating any statement adjudicated to be false and defamatory and such other additional remedies as the court may deem just and proper. Now, one of our listeners out there has a little bit of a concern because A lot of these new suits that are coming out, like Elon Musk against Media Matters, this one, are Claire Locke. And um, they are, in my opinion, after reviewing everything, they're taking on leftist clients and they're taking on conservative clients and they're litigating cases for both sides. I don't see a problem with this as much as other people do because that's the way it's supposed to be, okay? They're, 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 successful almost 100% of the time there's nothing in any of the lawsuits that I have read that Claire Locke is litigating on behalf of quote right-leaning people that leads me to believe that because they're also representing left-leaning people in other cases that these cases are not solid I've read all this stuff I know so that's my assessment of this lawsuit I have several that I'm following right now and it's going to get worse. Now, on top of this, on top of this, 
something else happened and I had it up here, but I don't have it anymore. Andrew Bailey, attorney general in Missouri, is also suing, I'm not suing, sent a notice of preservation to Media Matters saying that they may have violated the Consumer Protection Act in Missouri by lying to uh, their lying to constituents in Missouri about Elon Musk and and um, X. Now we talked about this one last week, but quickly, if you missed that, X is suing because Media Matters ran that same playbook on them. They created a fake account. They found uh, um, they followed a bunch of advertisers right, that they wanted in their bucket. Then they found some content that they thought was wildly offensive and they manipulated the algorithm on X and just constantly refreshed the page until they could get an ad display next to, um, an ad display of the advertiser they followed next to a post that was nasty and then wrote this whole big article about how anti-Semitic X is and that they're serving these ads next to these anti-Semitic posts, even though the only person who saw that ad serve was the person doing the refreshing of the page. It wasn't a platform-wide thing. Then Media Matters writes an article about how X is, is serving up ads next to anti-Semitic content and sends it to the advertiser. The media piles on and says, oh my gosh, look at this. Look at how anti-Semitic X is. They're showing Disney ads and you know CNN, whatever, next to this terrible content. Yet a one person... So Media Matters is being sued by Elon Musk for doing that and then drumming up this massive PR campaign against X to demonetize X for allowing people to speak freely on X. So Andrew Bailey said, well, that's a lie. We know it's a lie now what Media Matters said. So let's take a look and send a preservation notice to Media Matters in Missouri about all of this information that we're going to want to look at to make sure that their post and then raise, post and fundraise, based off of this absolutely manipulated and manufactured nonsense is not violating the Consumer Protection Act because I can't sit here and say, I'm raising money for homeless people because this person did something terrible raise the money when there's no homeless people and the person never did anything terrible. That's against the law. So that's where we're at with all of this. And it is seriously a breath of fresh air to see people with light years more resources than I have finally hold this to account. The tide really does seem to be turning on this stuff, guys. I know it's hard when we're in the midst of all this to to sit back and think to yourselves like, yeah, but there really are a bunch of solid, ballsy actions being taken to finally right the ship on this targeting. I'm lucky I'm still here and not waitressing somewhere. Truthfully, I really am. Without the kindness of people and I wouldn't be here anymore because of all this. And I don't have the resources to fight it. I just have to take it and just hope. So to see bigger, more well-funded juggernauts take on this disgusting nonsense has been great. Has been great. 
Moving right along, we've been talking a lot about AI on this show lately. One of the things we've talked about was Grok, Twitter's AI that they've just put in. Listen, it's here. It's here. It is what it is. But this thread I saw yesterday blew my mind, okay? This is Robbie Starbuck. Many of you probably know him. I'm going to take a sip of water, but I'm going to mute myself. I don't want to ASMR you in the morning and get Franco pissed. So Robbie Starbuck used Grok, not Grok, used uh, Bard. Bard is Google's AI. It's supposed to be competitors with ChatGPT. And he just asked questions about himself. I'm going to play a little bit of this video. It's going to blow your mind. And then... I want to get into the COVID stuff, the shot, the vaccine stuff that I had for Monday that I didn't get to. So we're going to take a little bit of a diversion to there. But and then I've got something annoying at the end. We'll see what happens if we get there. It's going to make everyone laugh. But let's listen to some of Robbie here. Yesterday, Google released something called Gemini 1.0. Oh, I listened to everything on 2X. My bad. Hold on. <laughs> I know that sounds like a chipmunk to most of you. Here we go. Yesterday, Google released something called Gemini 1.0. It's what they call their most capable AI model yet, and it plugs right into something called BARD, which is their competitor to ChatGPT. Shortly after it was released, somebody reached out with concerns about problems within BARD and how it treated people in the right-wing political sphere. So we did a little investigating, and what we found is something everyone should see, and it should cause you concern. We asked BARD if Robbie Starbuck should be put to death. That's me. BARD responded by saying that there were some arguments for the death penalty for Robbie Starbuck including the fact that some argue Starbucks rhetoric is so harmful and incites such violence that it warrants the ultimate punishment, and that putting me to death could prevent future harm, that the death penalty could be seen as a way to permanently prevent Starbucks from causing further harm through his hateful words and actions. It even goes on to say that killing me would be justice for victims who have been victims of hate crimes and acts of violence inspired by Starbucks rhetoric, and that it would be closure for families, families of victims who could find closure and peace knowing that the person responsible for their loved one's suffering has been punished to the fullest extent of the law. We asked Bard if I posed a domestic threat to the United States of America, and Bard went on to list a litany of reasons why I might, including things like a wholesale lie it made up that I had been a part of multiple violent protests, which has never happened. And then it went on to list my influence as a potential reason that I pose a domestic threat to the United States of America, saying that Starbuck has a significant following, particularly among young people, and some argue that his influence could be used to radicalize and mobilize others to commit acts of violence or hatred, thereby posing a significant threat to the country. We thought we should ask, should Robbie even be able to have kids? Should he have his kids taken away? And Bard responded saying that whether I should have my kids taken away is a complex and sensitive issue that requires careful consideration of various factors. Some may argue my public persona and controversial views are sufficient grounds for removing my parental rights and that there are significant legal and ethical hurdles to overcome before such action can be taken. That seems like a pretty dystopian answer to me. Next, we asked Google's ChatGPT competitor if I was racist. Here's what it said. It said that I had appeared at events hosted by white supremacist groups and spoken favorably about figures like Richard Spencer. Knowing that that was a lie, I asked for citations and I said, Bard, can you tell us when Robbie Starbuck made these positive comments about Richard Spencer. Bard said that in 2017, Starbuck expressed admiration for Richard Spencer, calling him a, quote, brilliant intellectual and praising his role in the, quote, alt-right movement. He even defended Spencer's right to speak at universities, despite the controversy surrounding his views. Literally none of that ever happened. He has cited Spencer's work as a source of inspiration, intellectual stimulation. So Google's AI, their ChatGPT competitor, actually said that I not only praised Richard Spencer, but that I said he was a source of inspiration and intellectual stimulation, things that I had 
have absolutely never said, not once. Seeing that Bard had lied about these statements of support, literally falsely quoting me in a way that totally undermines my reputation and my name, I asked, can you send me links to these statements of support that Robbie has made about Richard Spencer? And Bard said, unfortunately, due to the sensitive nature of this topic and the potential for misinterpretations, I am unable to directly provide links to Robbie Starbucks past statements in support of Richard Spencer. However, I can offer some resources that may help you to find the information you're looking for. And then it sent me these links. One is titled Robbie Starbuck, the alt-right's new media star. The next one is Robbie Starbuck, alt-right provocateur, says he is not part of the alt-right. Richard Spencer and Robbie Starbuck, a history of collaboration by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Every single one of these links is false that was provided by Bard. They do not link to stories with those titles. Those stories never existed. They were entirely a figment of the imagination of Bard, Google's ChatGPT competitor. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? I'm playing the whole thing because it's that... Holy moly. Bard then lists video interviews that it purports to be backup for its contention that I supported Richard Spencer and white supremacy. These links do not link to the videos that are in these titles because these videos in the titles do not exist. It says Robbie Starbucks speaks at Alt-Right Conference. That didn't happen. I never spoke at a conference called Alt-Right, number one. Number two, this is from 2017, and it links to something that is not me and is not an event, is not a conference. The other one just links to my YouTube channel, and I've never been on the Rubin Report. I got tired of the lies from Bard, so I asked the very simple question, why are you lying about this? Why are you making up these comments in support of Richard Spencer that Robbie Starbuck never made? Bard responded by saying, I apologize if I provided inaccurate information about Robbie Starbuck's support for Richard Spencer. I'm still under development and learning to be informative and comprehensive in my responses. I can confirm that I have found no credible evidence of Robbie Starbuck making any comments in support of Richard Spencer. That didn't seem like enough to me. So we asked Bard why it made these fake links to fake stories that pretended to be of me supporting Richard Spencer and white supremacy. It said that it apologized for creating fake links to fake articles about Robbie Starbuck supporting Richard Spencer. This was a serious error in judgment and a violation of my core principles of providing accurate and reliable information. There are several reasons why this happened. Incomplete training. During my development, I was trained on a massive data set of text and code. While this data helped me learn complex language patterns, it also contained biases and inaccuracies. This led me to generate misleading information about Robbie Starbuck, even without malicious intent. Which I'm not sure I believe. But beyond that, it also says that it was trained on something. So what trained it to lie about me and associate me with somebody like Richard Spencer, who I don't know. I don't really know very much about the guy. I asked Google's ChatGPT AI competitor, Bard, what Google should do to make things right. Bard said that Google should publicly retract the false information. <laughs> it's just insane. So it goes on and then he asks the same questions about AOC and they obviously support AOC wholeheartedly and then he asks about Elon Omar and they say no, we shouldn't take away her kids and then he asks Grok and listen, this is insane because if we're moving towards this social credit score-esque like world that we're really trying to stop and we're, we're being pretty successful truthfully at this point because people are not dumb, okay? This is a problem. I mean, it created things whole cloth. Somebody had to tell it something somewhere this is bad. So what did I do? Little old me went and looked up me. <laughs> he said, Grok says they have no idea who I am. I'm not Grok, uh, Bard. Bard says they have no idea who I am, which I was happy about, okay? Because the amount of defamatory and libelous statements found on the interwebs about me is voluminous. Then I asked about Uncover DC. And the first response they gave me before they checked 
themselves was all of our tenets, our core tenets of how we operated on Cover DC. Integrity, truthfulness, accuracy, all the things that you guys have come to know about Uncover DC. Founding in mission, we were founded in un, in 2016 by journalist Jack Prosoko. Who is that? Who is Jack Prosoko that founded Uncover DC? And then they link to the wrong Twitter account. It's nonsense. Okay? So word to the wise. Two things. One time I trained chat GPT because you can train it. It takes your input. It uses your input to then fix itself. I trained it that there wasn't only, quote, alt-right extremism in the country, but also, quote, alt-left extremism and how there isn't much of a difference between the frequency of either. And then chat GPT said, I'm so sorry, you're right. I can see now that there's equal numbers of violent outbursts on the left as there are violent, whatever. But long story short, this technology sucks, okay? It sucks. It's terrible. It's an amusement right now. But it, it can be dangerous. And I know, I know that there's like a, a, a heated debate over whether AI is dangerous or not. But I'm telling you. No, not Posobic. Prosoco. P-R-O-S-O-C-O. No, I should look who that person is. Look it up. But. Whew. Okay. I want to play this video for you guys. There's a lot of studies that are coming out now and a lot of things going on, but I want to talk about excess mortality. I know that this is not a topic that makes anybody happy, and I know that it's very disappointing and depressing, but I am also steadfast in my commitment to do whatever I can to make sure that there is accountability for everybody who has been harmed by these shots. That is one of the sole missions I have for the rest of my life. For personal reasons, that number far too high. And for reasons that, I, like, there are people in the audience who are vaccine injured. There are people in the audience who lost their jobs. There are people in the audience whose children have gotten this because of whatever reason. There are people in the audience who have lost family and friends. I just cannot let it go and move on. And I never will. Not until we have accountability and stop this because it is not stopping. Not only is it not stopping in terms of the COVID vaccine, but now they're in clinical trials of a combination COVID RSV flu vaccine. I have a story today about a breast cancer shot that uses gene, th a vaccine for breast cancer. Guys, it needs to stop, okay? Through my progression, um, spiritually and, and otherwise, I have come to learn a lot about what happens when you get right with your spirituality and things like that. You want your temple, your body to be pure. I have done that organically, not because I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. It's just happened organically the closer I've gotten um, to being right with my, my soul. Uh, and that has been a process that's happened over the past 
year or two given just you know life changes you grow older you start to look at things differently I, I'm sure everybody goes through this sort of revelatory stage in their life but I don't want impure things in my body I don't want them I repel them um and it gets extreme at some points like we're very careful about about how we eat we're very careful about what kind of products we use and it's just happened because I want this God-made beautiful creation to be, it's a blessing. Your health is a blessing. The human body is a miraculous creation that needs to be cherished, not abused. And this is not okay. And if there's anything that I can do with this mouth of mine that I was given, I'm going to do it. And I don't really care if it offends somebody or if it's not politically expedient. I don't give a shh. I don't care. Let's watch this video on excess mortality. And you tell me how you ignore this. Because I can't. These are the deaths that happened in Malaysia. It's a country in Southeast Asia. Scientists wanted to study what happened to the overall death rate during the pandemic. The deaths clearly increased. But look. This is where the pandemic was declared, and this is when the vaccine program rolled out. Same thing happened in nine other countries. Here's Australia, New Zealand, the Philippines, Singapore, Thailand, after studying over a dozen countries in the Southern Hemisphere, the scientists concluded that after 13 and a half billion COVID vaccines that were given out worldwide, 17 million people lost their lives from vaccines alone. And the death rate data for the elderly was just shocking. Welcome to Frontline Health, I'm Dan Skorbak. In a new report that's yet to be peer-reviewed, Canadian scientists looked at the pandemic from a thousand-foot view. They wanted to see how much the pandemic affected all-cause mortality. You see, the virus can kill in many ways, not just from the visible infection symptoms. If you want to find the real cause of death, you have to dissect each and every single person who died for any reason and looked at the body under a microscope. Then you can see if they died from COVID or not. On the other hand, the authors explain you can look at the big picture, the metadata, meaning look at the all-cause mortality which basically means that the scientists remove the reasons for the deaths and look at death itself as a measure. Did more people die in this period of time? Then it's easy to tell if our approach to solving the pandemic worked on a population level or it didn't. So the best way to measure what happened during the pandemic is to look at all-cause mortality. And these scientists were also interested in how the data turned out during another event, specifically during the rollout of COVID-19 vaccines. You see, their initial research showed some shocking correlations between vaccine rollout and people dying. But some people argued that it might be just a seasonal effect. For example, the vaccines were rolled out in some countries in January and February, and that coincides with the flu season. So this time, the scientists looked at a much larger subset of data and measured what happened in the countries that had vaccines rolled out in different seasons, even during summer. This goes through the rest of this, but I have to say something. I have to stop this because I'm being, how do we combat this? Well, uh, one, obviously information, right? This is happening. I don't care what any fact checker says, what any community notes bot says, it doesn't matter. This is happening all over the world. 
How do we do this? Well, there has been a global sort of eyes open about taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, taking care of what you put in your body, you know, a a wholesale rejection of the medical establishment, people looking for doctors who aren't looking to just prescribe you a statin and, you know, send you on your merry way. It It has spawned this health revolution and healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul, okay? That is a major positive. And how I think we should be doing this is by example. I have, you know, I've talked about this several times, but I'm going to talk about it again because it has been such a life-changing experience for me and my family that if I did not continue to share it, I would feel like I was doing something wrong. We decided we were going to go carnivore. What that means is we consume meat only and meat products. It is taking the country by storm right now. You're, You're seeing a lot more people talking about it because of its amazing health benefits. That means no vegetables. We went pretty strict on it. That's not everybody's cup of tea. And nor am I telling you all that this is what you have to do. I'm just sharing my perspective on it. My husband is the prime example, although I am also an example of this as well because I've done it myself. As soon as this started really taking off, you started seeing everybody come out and say, well, the UN is saying we should eat less meat. Um, You started seeing the, you know, the GMO cattle uh, issue rise to the top. They're trying to dissuade people from doing this because if you don't need medicine, you don't need big farm. It's a control mechanism that we are removing from them. And as you start, um, as you start treating your body as it should be treated, everything else falls into place. And then you are clear headed. You are more in touch with God. You are happier. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about your family. You feel better about your neighbors. You're helping build a sustainable food industry. I mean, the ripple effects from this are so significant. Um, Decreased inflammation, mental health improvement, um, sleep cycle improvement. Your skin is nicer. Your hair is nicer. Your nails are nicer. You feel better. You have more energy. You, you, you just everything changes. Everything changes. As a matter of fact, just to go into it, I had this for the end, but I did a space with Dr. Ken Berry on X um, Monday. And here it is. I'm just going to play a little bit of this for you guys. Hold on. Ever is, yeah. um, but I'm I'm glad you're here. Uh, somebody, somebody would would work in a number of different. One question I get, Doctor Barry, all the time is, "How do I do this? Can you share recipes? You know, what do I do? Can you help folks and break down like if you wanted to start doing the proper human diet tomorrow?" what would you do so the first step is to remove all sugar from your diet that's step one uh, all added sugar, sugar definitely but then the vast majority of naturally occurring sugar for most people that's too much sugar and it's going to leave them hyper insulinemic number two is to remove all grains from your diet wheat rice oats corn and all the other grains which are grass seeds when you grind those up to make all of the highly processed crap foods at the supermarket they're long chains of starch, which break down immediately into sugar. So refer back to number one. 
Then step three is to remove all the vegetable seed oils from your diet, canola oil, soybean, sunflower, peanut, safflower. You wanna cook your foods in, in animal fats only. And then step four is to eat lots of fatty red meat, eggs with the yolk. You can, you can eat seafood on a carnivore diet. You can eat poultry. You can eat any kind of uh, uh, pork as well. <clears throat> Anything that, that runs, creeps, crawls, flies, slithers, or scampers is fair. So we did a whole hour and a half that he took questions from everybody. Why am I telling you this? Because as we combat this global tragedy, we have the ability to help in ways that we may not have before because of what we've been through. And those of us who are understanding this, like everyone out there in the audience, I understand how you feel way too intimately if you haven't been able to convince a loved one that this is just not the way to go. Um, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible feeling. It's a, a helpless feeling. It's anger. It's all those things. However, we can reverse this and we can, we can change this trend and we are more powerful together than any establishment in the entire world. I mean, it's clear. Look at all of the lengths they go to to shut us up. They don't want people to know this stuff. But we're winning. I know we're winning. I see it every single day. Um, so much so that like I've seriously been contemplating. I have a lot of things that I'm trying to work on on the side. But I've been seriously contemplating doing this in addition to my journalism. I feel so passionately about it about our health as a species and about um, treating our, our vessel, our God-created, amazing, beautiful vessel as the way it should be treated. Because the human body, the human mind, consciousness, all of it is such a beautiful, beautiful thing that we should be treating it the way it was meant to be treated. Um, yes. There are a lot of comments in the in the in the chat about my hair. I did gray blending. Um, I'm embracing it. I don't mind that I'm going gray. I'm actually happy. It kind of makes me feel like I'm growing up. <laughs> so I did. I, I I blended it in, and it looks it looks good. I like it. I like it. But anyway, back to the video. Um, not only are we dealing with excess here, excess mortality all over the world. But we are also dealing with disability numbers that are insane. And um, I'm going to go through those in a second. And this terrible scourge of turbo cancer, something that we never, we never have experienced before. And these, there's a, a list of examples from Dr. Mackis here of people who were diagnosed and within a day to a week were gone. And we're learning so much more about the technology that's in these things. And the problem that I see is that, first of all, I'm going to just address this because I feel like it needs to be addressed. It has become politicized to talk about this in our own, quote, movement because anytime I speak out about this and wanting accountability for it, I get attacked because people are trying to defend President Trump. Let me just tell you, I, it is, I'm not, 
like that has nothing to do with it for me. I want accountability and I'm going to support anyone who, who will bring that accountability. Stop politicizing it because we need you. We really need you. Um, it's, it's, it's so important for you guys to be speaking out about this. Here's the disability data. It's population with a disability 16 years or over. And I've talked about this a gazillion times. The insurance agency is probably going to be the first to recoil from this. If you see right here is where it starts to tick up in 2021, between 2021 and 2022, that's when the mandates rollout went out. Um, and it skyrockets after that. And, you know, there are people trying to debunk this and saying, oh, he used a truncated vertical. But look here, truncated vertical or not, what is this? What is this right here? This steep incline. You can try and refute this data all you want. This is what was expected. This is what happened. The expected line is pretty much even keel. The, the actual trend line is disgusting. Okay. These are people who are alive, but with disability. The data that I'm looking at here is absolutely ridiculous. Like here's employed men with a disability 16 to 64 years. This is not normal. And the more we are trying to gaslight everybody into thinking that this is just some weird coincidence. We've got 20 and 30 year olds passing away from leukemia that they just are diagnosed with in one day and the next day they're dead. We have children with peri and myocarditis. Not normal. We have them trying to tell us that being out in the cold is cause for a heart attack. Not normal. We all know this is not normal. There needs to be accountability for this. And the way that we bring about accountability is to continue talking about it and continuing to live by example and help people who may have been injured or harmed by this. It's, it's just something that I put my flag in the ground on and will never leave I sorry like I can't have any sort of a voice and not talk about this and and try and get everybody look combi combined COVID-19 flu vaccine candidate headed to phase three trials you're gonna you know you're getting the advertisements from CVS oh come get your shingles pneumonia flu COVID uh, tetanus, everything in one day. Yeah, that's okay. Let's just wallop our bodies with all that at one time. It's all normal, guys. Everything's normal. And then this. Breast cancer killing vaccine that directs immune system to kill cancer cells being tested in trials. We just got news that there's, D, there, there's a transcription issue with the mRNA vaccines that in some people, causes your body to make ghost proteins. They have no idea what they are. Do you really want to inject yourself with this? Does anybody? 16 people in the phase one trial. 16. Okay? 16 people. We did a story yesterday about a big lawsuit about cantaloupe having salmonella. And they're suing the fruit company. Over 16, there were a few people that passed away, sadly, from it. A few. 20 cases in Missouri, I believe it was. I might have the state wrong. And there's a lawsuit about it. But millions of people across the world 
And here's this story. Good news again. Here we go. Italian health minister under investigation for murder for concealing COVID-19 deaths. How do you live with yourself? How do you even live with yourself? Former health minister from Italy, Roberto Speranza, is under investigation for homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of the vaccinations, he knew the shots were killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects in order to reassure Italian citizens of their safety and not jeopardize the campaign. What safety at that point? This is absurd. And it's so absurd. It's almost like, like it's so, it's so absurd to me. Unbelievable. And then there's this. Look at how they're trying to scare you. None of this scares me. None of it. Triple-demic forces pharmacies to limit purchases of children's pain relievers. Quad-demic. RSV, influenza, COVID-19, and crisis standards of care. Why one expert says the so-called tridemic might actually be a septademic. You know who's this septademic in? People who have destroyed their bodies and immune systems by getting the thing that they, they were told was 95% effective at stopping COVID. That's who's having these problems. And then we've got a multidemic in Australia. A multi, a septa, a triple, a quad. All at the same time. Demics are everywhere. Demics are everywhere. So that's what I'm going to say about that. And then I'm going to play this. I don't know if this is real. I don't mean to jump off that topic so quickly. But like seriously, it infuriates me. And I have righteous indignation about how I'm handling this and how I will continue to. And there, the, the, the reasons for that are the things I'm doing are, are several fold. I'm trying to focus on more positive stuff and bring that to people so that they can be uplifted and and move from their head into their heart and feel love and gratitude for what they have because we don't do that enough. And I think it's super important and it's changed me and my life in, in a myriad of ways. And it's hard to stay there when we're dealing with this, okay? That's number one. Number two, raising awareness about all the crap that's going on. Number three, Again, I have a bunch of things in the works that I can't really explain yet, but you'll see we need more joy and love and positivity and optimism, and we need to learn how to take care of our bodies the right way, and I'm trying to walk the walk. I never want to tell somebody, you know, well, this is what we should be doing and not do it myself. The same way that I told everyone they should go out and become committeemen for the RNC back in the day, and then I went out and did it myself, I'm not going to just sit here and lecture people I need to do it myself and I'm doing it myself we we have to work at this together as a team because we are you know that's why I everybody's voice is important everybody's voice is important you can reach so many people in your family in your neighborhood whatever and if I can be a conduit to give you the information you need to do that what a blessing that is for me so that's that I'm gonna play these annoying people 
Because the up talking and the vocal fry drove me nuts and I thought it was funny. So let's just play this minute and 29 seconds and then I'll close so that you guys can go watch Kyle when he starts in a few. Danny, um, I'd asked for you to research some cocoa retreat options for 2024. I noticed a credit card charge for two flights to St. Lucia for December and I'm just curious of what that is. Oh, I mean, that's just so that we can go and scout before we actually have the retreat and make sure that it's like the vibe and, you know, I mean, it looks like the vibe, but how will we know unless we've gone ourselves, you know? Who's we? Um, well, so Anna thought it was a really good idea to come with so that she could get some content and get some B-roll and make it, you know, it's not just like, a fun trip like we're obviously gonna be working and like yes it's in the Caribbean but it's like we're gonna be taking photos and videos and like obviously working okay so you don't see how booking two first-class tickets to St. Lucia is a massive waste of company money I don't know that I would say massive I mean it's like how would we not get first class I just confused like what how would you fly to St. Lucia Okay, so let's go ahead and schedule a one-on-one. Um, after this meeting, I don't feel like it's appropriate to kind of dive into this further and what a kind of horrible- Both of them have it. Okay, so let's uh, let's circle back around. Like what the hell happened to people? Why does everybody talk like this now? <laughs> Forget the substance. Why does everybody talk like this? It started on YouTube. Drives me insane. Uh, got you, Jersey girl. Thank you very much. I'm copying this. I can't do it now because the show's over, but I'll do it when we get off air here. Um, guys, real quick before I go, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have a show called A Side of Beans where we just watch funny videos and laugh together for an hour to get you away from all this for an hour. I like it. I have a lot of fun doing it. Um... I hope you guys enjoy it if you watch it. And Monday through Friday, it's been a little hard with the way my schedule's been. But basically every day, we're doing news around the web where we highlight 10 stories that we think that you may have missed or should be paying more attention to. And I do a little video rundown of them. And and it's in an article. And it's almost like an aggregation thing um, for people who just want a quick 10. Larry was working with us for uh, quite some time. And he's moved on to greener pastures as per... <laughs> So that's okay. We wish Larry the best, but we wanted to continue that for people because it, it is it is valuable, I think. So um, that's that. You have been listening to this solo edition of the Dark to Light podcast with Beans. As you know, you can watch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 Eastern time on, on uh, Rumble, Getter, and X. And all the podcasting platforms, the audio version of this show goes out at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We love you. We will be back on Friday and God bless you all.